Shalom Aleichem, this is a summary on the second Sicha of Parshas Chukas, Lukot Yisichas, Chelek Yud Gimel. You may be familiar that in the medical, the wide international medical community, one of the biggest symbols in the world for the medical community is a snake, a pole with a snake wrapped on it. And it may seem funny. Why would a snake be the symbol of healing and of the medical profession. And uh, if you Google it, it will tell you about Greek mythology, etc. But of course, that is nonsense. And the Torah precedes the Greeks by many, many hundreds of years. The Torah was given over 3,300 years ago. And the episode we're here to discuss of the Rebbe's talk is the episode of the snake on the pole which healed the Jewish people. And essentially what happened was that the Jewish people reached the end of the 40 years in the desert and they had their complaints. They suspected that God was going to make them stay in the desert further. They weren't going to make it into the land of Israel. They were upset about the mun. They said, this is horrible food. It's so nutritious. It's perfect. There's no waste. It just comes into our bodies. We eat. We want to have meat and food that we could sink our teeth into and so on. And their complaints got very serious. And they complained to Moshe, and Hashem sent a plague of snakes, a plague which killed a multitude of Jews. Then they did shuva, they repented before Hashem. They begged Moshe to daven to God, and indeed that is what he did. And Hashem told Moshe to make a pole, a pole, and on the pole to put a snake, reminiscent of the snake which had bitten the Jewish people, and which snake bit the Jewish people? We don't know, but it's called it a nachash originally. The snakes, the burning, which burnt the Jewish people, the snakes with a venom which would burn them and kill them. And over here, Hashem told them to make a saraf. Even though there's a type of snake called a saraf, maybe a serpent, but it means it's referencing the snake that it was referring to earlier. It's not telling to make a different kind of snake. It's telling, but when it says use the word sadaf, some translations translate it very accurately to make yourself a burning one. In other words, it's referring to the snake. Make a snake which burnt the Jewish people, that they should see the source of their trouble, the thing that burnt them, and they were punished through it. And look up at the snake, and whoever had been bitten will look at it and live. And it's very particular in its wording. It says, whoever will have been bitten and will look at it, which is coming to include our sages tell us, and it's brought down by Rashi, that not only snakes, there was a plague of all animals biting, dogs and donkeys. And whoever looked, whoever was bitten, looked at this snake would come to life. And then it says, Moshe fulfilled the word of Hashem and he built a snake of copper and he put it on the thing, on the stick, on the on the pole. And whoever was bitten by a snake would look at, would steer at it and be healed. Why does the pasuk talk about steering? And a moment ago, we spoke in the command of God of looking at it. But if you look closely at the words, you'll see that over there it says, "Whoever was bitten," like we mentioned before, there was a plague in general of biting of a donkey, of dogs. Over here, it's very particular. The only one who was bitten by the snake. And in order to be healed from that, you would have to steer at the snake. 
clearly the one who was bitten by the primary plague of God, the snake, had done the primary sin, were more culpable, were more, had sinned to a greater degree, more central to the sin. And why indeed was the punishment of God, the main punishment, the punishment of of the, of the snake biting them? Because the snake represents the sin that the Jewish people had committed. Because in the Garden of Eden, the snake then was a sentient creature, was a creature with uh, with with knowledge, with uh, with intellect, and it convinced with through its malicious talk, Chava, to eat from the tree of knowledge. And over here as well, the Jews engaged in malicious talk against Moshe and against Hashem by claiming that they would stay in the desert for more years. As well, another reference to the snake is that the snake could only taste one taste. Everything tastes like dust. And so to the Jews had spoken terribly about the man, which Hashem made it miraculously should have all the tastes that one could imagine. And yet they spoke bad about it. And this was their punishment. And that was the main punishment of the bitings was the bitings of the snake. And therefore, in order to be healed from that sin, a person who was bitten by a snake would have to steer at the snake. But that seems very superficial and very magical, a little bit hocus pocus. You steer at the snake. What is this idea? What's the, the distinction between looking for five seconds or looking for 25 seconds? What does it mean to steer? How long should I steer? What does it mean to steer? So Rashi brings from our sages that what it means is a much deeper concept. It means that you're directing your eyes towards the heaven and you're subjecting yourself to the Almighty. You're subjugating your heart to Hashem, to their Father in heaven, and through that, they would become cured. And this explains why it was on a, on a pole, because in, that would cause them to look up at the heavens. But why not just look at the heavens? Why look at a snake? Because that itself inspires them to repent to Hashem, because when they look at the source of their troubles, when they look at the source of their sin, they realize how evil their sin is, what the outcome of their sin is, how their sin is attached with all kinds of negativity, and this was the automatic outcome of such evil was the snake. And by looking at the snake, this aroused them to do tshuva as well as it reminded them of why they sinned and how terrible their sin was. As we mentioned a moment ago, this, it reminded them of the snake and uh, and of their sin and thereby reminding them of their sin, the snake which spoke maliciously, the snake which could only taste one taste and how they were, how ingrateful, ungrateful they were. They were ingrates that a snake could only taste one taste, and they were able to taste all kinds of tastes, and yet they're complaining. And this would make them do tshuva. However, the question arises that why did Moshe make a snake of copper? We don't find Hashem commanding Moshe to make a snake of copper per se, or at all. It just told him to make it a snake. And if we would have translated this idea of a snake to be some magic trick, then we would say, you know, maybe Hashem did tell him to make it a copper, just didn't mention it in the Pasuk. But now that we understand the deeper significance and meaning, that a snake is a very, this is, a, this is not about, it's not magic steering at the snake. No, the idea is that you pull it on a pole so you should look up, up, look up at heaven. And you're supposed to meditate about your sin. What does copper have to do with anything? And therefore, I should take the Pusik at face value. When God told Moshe to make the snake, he didn't make, tell him to make it of copper because it's not relevant to be made of copper. Any material would provide this same lesson. But yet, Moshe, when he made the snake, it says he made it of copper. 
And what's more difficult is that even if he made it of copper, the Pasuk recorded that and told us he made it a copper snake. And then when it goes on, whoever would look at the copper snake would live. What is the significance? So for that, Rashi tells us that Moshe said that since Hashem told me to make a snake, I'm going to make it a snake of copper. An expression that falls on another expression. In other words, the word nachash and the word nachashas come from the same uh, word in grammar, the very similar wording. And therefore, I think that the Hashem would want me to make it out of nachashas, out of copper. And this is considered a lesson in life. Rameyer learned from this, that being that Moshe understood the command of Hashem, that he should practically make it of copper because it's similar to the word nachash, the word snake. He learns from there that when you meet a person who has a certain name, you could assume certain things about them. Typically, you're not supposed to assume, you're not supposed to stereotype. It's questionable what you're allowed to accept about how you're supposed to go about your business. But when it comes to a name, you could use that information. If you know if that name tells you something, you should act accordingly, um, not in a negative way. For example, the Gemara says that a mayor wouldn't tell anyone anything bad about the person, even if he thought that the name portended something negative. However, he personally would take precautions based on the name. And we learned from this, this is a source, this is the source the Talmud says, the Talmud in Jerusalem, Talmud, in Rosh Hashanah, tells us that this is where the mayor learned that Moshe understood it to be a commandment. He, he practically went ahead and followed this idea of a name being significant. And that is what Rashi says. What is the deeper message for us? Why is this relevant? What is so profound and beautiful about this idea? And essentially, and essentially it is that looking at the snake means looking at the source of negativity. And we have to realize that when a Jew does repent to, from Hashem, we transform the negativity into positivity. We transform the darkness into light. And this is the accomplishment of a Jew when he does tshuva, when he gives his heart to Hashem. He's able to transform the negativity. Because being that we're dealing with God Almighty, Hashem has the power to take a negative thing and make it positive. It says when the resurrection of the dead will take place, it's not that Hashem just brings new life into the world. No, it comes from Hashem himself and at the highest level. And from Hashem, oh my, Hashem's perspective, darkness itself could, 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 could illuminate, could be light. Death itself could be alive again. Because for Hashem, there's no distinction. For Hashem, he's not limited to any category to any idea, and he therefore, when you're dealing with Hashem, these contradictions could come together, and that was what the snake represented. The snake is the source of healing, because once you connect the snake with God, you realize that before God, there is no darkness. The darkness itself could be light. And this is, and it's interesting that when Hashem told Moshe to make the snake, he just said, make the burning one. He actually didn't mention the word nachash. We know that he said the word nachash because it's the same snake that they were bitten with. But why doesn't it record it? Because even the Torah itself, this level comes from such a high level that you went against the Torah. Therefore, you, 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 the Torah itself can't even help you. Hashem, the source of the Torah, he says you could repent and return to the Torah. And Hashem himself is the one who said the word nachash, this concept 
that the negativity itself could be transformed into light.